What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Matt Lieb. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod Pod Yourself yourself a a Gun, gun. a Sopranos podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Sopranos and talk Talk about about it. it. Hell yeah, we're very excited to talk about this week's episode. Before we get into it, um, I would very professionally, I'd like to add, uh, ask you to go onto the Apple Podcast Store and give us five stars and a review. Listen, I know I ask you to do this a lot, um, mostly on Twitter, sometimes on the episode, but it's important to us, isn't it, Vince? He's just, we're just trying to wet our beaks. Yeah, just help us wet our beaks a little bit. Just go there, give us five stars, leave a review, be like, this is the best Sopranos podcast I've ever heard because it's the only one. Because we are the only one, and that's important for people to know. Also, we got merch at teespring.com slash stores slash Frotcast, F-R-O-T-C-A-S-T. So if you want a shirt with this podcast logo on it, go there and then you'll fucking, you can buy one and then you can wear it and you could tell your friends. Also, tell your friends. Be like, hey, friends, you like The Sopranos? No? Well, anyways, you should listen to this podcast because it's the only one (laughs) that's about Sopranos. I will say I have been uh, kind of unpleasantly surprised at how many people haven't seen The Sopranos. Yeah. Vince, I don't know if you... Have you been through that? Were you I, ha- I have not been for with guests? that. Probably my friends are like too old and they've all seen it. Maybe. I just Although I don't I, really I'll, go, I'll go around. I don't put my business in the streets too much. So I don't like tell people, uh, you know, about my Sopranos podcast too regularly. Well, I mean, but like when you're asking for a guest, right? You'll be like, oh, sure. I, you know, me and this person follow each other on Twitter. We're, you know, we're friends in real life. And then right. I'll be like, hey, I, I've probably asked you this before, but have you ever, uh, are you a fan of The Sopranos? And they're like, no, I've never seen it. And then I just yeah. have to be like, okay, bye. You know, I can't, there's nothing I can do with that. I can't yeah. help you if you haven't helped yourself. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. Um, but anyways. We didn't, invi- we didn't invite any of those people on. 
No, no. Today, we invited someone on who has seen The Sopranos. So this is a big get for us because that is, uh, I guess at this point, unusual for this podcast to have someone who's seen it. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him from Defector Media. We are here with Samer Kaloff. How you doing? Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Kaloff, Kaloff. I, 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 knew I was going to say, like, you practice how to do it and then I, you still fucked it up. I oh, fucked it up, okay. and you know what? <laughs> I could go in and edit it so it sounded right, but I'm not going to because I want I want people to hear my shame. You know, we want the verite with the fans, you know, so they know Absolutely. exactly just warts and all. They feel like they're <laughs> mm-hmm. here in the room with us, fucking up. Yeah, they're here in the room, just just scoffing at us for mispronouncing <laughs> all of our guest names. I will say, uh-huh. like, yeah, we get yeah. A, we get a little bit of grief sometimes when they're like, uh, "Why don't you have a guest that like." is an expert on the show and it's like yeah first of all who's an expert on a tv show like there's we had alan Seppenwall and matt zoller sites those are like two yeah. guys that are the two experts on the sopranos and then literally like beyond, sopranos experts beyond that like what what do we do we need like a Sopranos scholar first of all that guy's gonna be super boring and uh, I, I know they're not that's what exist. i'm saying i'm saying like have you met someone who's really really into a tv show but like as a hobby <laughs> yeah it's the worst kind of person um and samer you're not that but you are someone who has seen the sopranos and enjoys it right that's correct i've seen all oh, of it and i i thank, enjoyed it very thank much god. thank you god have any dude. history with what 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 matt no i said thank god oh you, you said know? thank god sorry oh i was gonna ask about <laughs> your like history with sopranos did you see it when it came out or like after do you no i actually watched it this year it was kind of induced by being inside all day and see that's smart that makes total sense do you know how many people i've asked uh you know have you seen the sopranos and they're like no and i and i have to be like you understand we're in fucking quarantine right and there is only (laughs) one show that is the best show ever made right like you get that right and they're like i "I don't care i want to watch great british bake-off and i'm like suck a dick I, I will admit, I was definitely intimidated by, like, what is it, 78, like, 80 hours of The Sopranos, just, like, I think with any TV sure. show, just, like, getting into it, like, it, it's definitely, there's, like, effort involved, but, like, once I started watching it, I really, really enjoyed it. It's, like, it's that yeah, feeling I, when you have too much work hanging over your head. That was why I never got into, um, well, I watched the first season of Mad Men while it was on, and then, like, I got yeah. behind, and then it was just, like, this huge thing that everybody talked about every week. But at that point I was like three seasons behind and I was oh, just yeah. like, ugh, no, I just can't. I know it's, I'm sure it's good, but I can't do it. And then, you know, finally this year, too little, too late. I, I, yeah. I remedied it. I watched it during quarantine. I finally saw the whole thing. Oh, you did. Oh, that's yeah. good. I mean, and at least you, you did that. But uh, th- see, that happens to me mostly with comedies, right? Like oh, I yeah, saw I'm the first two those. seasons of, of 30 rock i watched them and i was like i love this show can't wait for it to to, for the third season to come out and then i missed it and i was like i'll catch up at some point it'll be fun you know years later and i'm like no never seen it and you know what no interest in in finishing it you know why because who cares because who cares i won't berate you that's i'll say that's the only good one i feel like that's the only comedy that's worth watching uh every single episode oh absolutely it's a great show Oh, I mean, it's a great show. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is that uh, who cares? Right. Yeah, no, that's and, correct. And I feel like that's a very valid question. But uh, you know what people do care about? The Sopranos. It's a great show. And I'm so glad to have you on. And before we start, 
we need to play the theme song. Pod. 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 Podcast. Pod. 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 Podcast. Boom. Ah, wonderful theme song. Wonderful show. One thing to hear it on the podcast when I'm listening, but it's a whole other thing to hear it live. It's really nice. Yeah, it's like yeah, you, you know, know, it's like it's like seeing an Eagles concert on television versus like <laughs> seeing the Eagles live. You know, basically, basically, Matt yeah. parodies or John Hen- or Don Henley, John John Henley. Let's call him John Henley. Yeah, let's <laughs> call him John. From the suit. not quite as good as Don. It's like Don's weirder, uh, less talented younger brother. Yeah. A John Henley type, if you will. Um, Today, we are talking about, from Season 3, Episode 9 of The Sopranos, uh, the Telltale Mozzarella, which is, uh, that's that's mozzarella, right? Mozzarella? Uh-huh. Hell yeah, got it right. Know a thing or two. Uh, you know, I've learned a little bit of Italian uh, as I've been on this podcast. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of an expert in my own right. Uh, Vince, when did this episode premiere and what was happening at the time in America during its premiere? You're just getting ahead of yourself. But this episode premiered April 22nd, 2001. And, uh, you know, we like to evaluate all art in the context in which it came out. And, Absolutely. And for that, uh, we have to use a little thing we like to call the uh, remember when machine. What? What? Teddy, daddy, mama, shoo, Remember then, 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 then. Remember Remember when is the lowest form of conversation. <laughs> That's right. So we're taking you back to April 22nd, 2001. Uh, the top song in America was Angel by Shaggy. Uh, the, Fuck yes. The top movies were Bridget Jones Diary, uh, followed by Spy Kids, Along Came a Spider. These are holdovers from last week. They had a couple yeah. of new movies coming out this, this same weekend that uh, didn't, didn't manage to crack the top three, which were uh, Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. Oh, shit. That came out in fucking 2001? <laughs> I believe that is the third Crocodile Dundee movie called uh, Crocodile Dundee colon My Wife is Trying to Take My House. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I know what's his name? Um, What is his name again? Paul uh, Paul Hogan. 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 There you go. Thank you. Yeah. He got in some uh, tax bother with the Australian government and I believe (laughs) renounced his citizenship. Crikey, the IRS is trying to take me baby. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah. That's not a tax bill. <laughs> this is a tax That's bill. That's not a write-off. This is a write-off. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, and then uh, the fifth, the other new movie this weekend is uh, actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Freddy Got Fingered. Ooh. Oh, yes. Classic. Classic film that is, um, I think at this point, reached cult status in terms of uh, how much analysis I've seen in terms of how how it's uh, vastly underrated as a film. I remember seeing it in the theaters, laughing my ass off and thinking, um, this Tom Green guy is a genius. Yeah. 
And then he just kind of faded back away into obscurity. I mean, I feel like people didn't understand that the joke was someone gave me millions of dollars to make a movie. That Like, that was the yep. entire joke of Freddy Got Fingered. And yeah. it was incredible. He fucking, he jerked off a horse penis yelling, Daddy, I'm a farmer. He, <laughs> <laughs> his dad got a comp, or his brother got a compound fracture on a skate ramp and he started licking the bone. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was that blonde girl that was also in Super Troopers. I don't really know what happened yeah. to her, but uh, she was great. Yeah. What if, you know, maybe they got married. Maybe, yeah. you know, and then they both decided to not be famous anymore. I mean, it's not that Tom Green isn't famous. He's still, he can, you know, he can probably sell out a theater in the Midwest. I just yeah. don't know oh, yeah. what, he, what he would do on stage. He is, a, I guess, technically a stand-up comedian now because he does do live shows. I just, I've never seen them. And uh, I uh, don't care to. He's Canadian and he's happy. Yeah, that sounds like the life for what me, you, you know? Meanwhile, you know, what Drew Barrymore's got a really bad talk show. So, I don't oh know. Oh, boy. Who's, oh, boy. Who's, who's doing better? Samer, do you live on a racetrack? What is going on back there? No, that's me. That's oh, me. Is it you? What is that? <laughs> yeah. I, okay, so the street that I live on, listen, me and Francesca found this wonderful duplex in Los Angeles. The problem is, is it's right off of a really, uh, it's not even a major street, but it's it's a right around the corner from a motorcycle shop. Oh, so, no. Nice. Oh, no. Nice. It's my nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the, the motorcycles, uh, I guess, go there to be fixed or whatnot. And uh, while they're on their way there, they it's like to be as loud. enough. Can you make the vroom vroom louder? It's it's unbelievable i do not understand people's obsession with loud rooms oh. like d- does it d- i can only imagine it vibrates I like, like you're, i love you're almost every low rent thing imaginable like you know i love fucking yeah. beer i love football mm-hmm. i do this podcast with a dip in my mouth half the time i like shooting guns but motorcycles are fucking baffling to me that's like on no, the i don't list get a thing where i'm just like i don't get it every time one drives by it ruins like my entire day fucking hate yeah. them i don't get it and the worst part is is i'm in a room that we have uh sectioned off as like the room where we do like podcasting and streaming right like i built this room specifically there's like uh what do you call it those like foam acoustic paneling on it uh and and all of the windows i put like i invented my own uh fucking soundproofing thing like i took <laughs> canvas painting uh you know things from michael's and i stuffed them with fiberglass insulation and i put it on the frame and it still fucking vibrates whenever the fucking motorcycle comes by so i'm just i just have to this is my life this is what i have to deal with well if only when i grew up uh in new hampshire there's like two or three big like national bike rallies because like sturgis is one of them Mm-hmm. The one that huh. was like the super spreader event, but the other one is <laughs> in the early summer. There's like Weir's Beach Bike Week, and it's just an obscene because like New Hampshire mostly is like single lane roads and everything. Yeah, so it's just like the whole fucking region. You just hear this like low drone of like motorcycle Jesus. engines at night for the whole week, basically, and they're just That's like awful. everywhere. It's <laughs> it's crazy. New Hampshire does just, seem it, like the state that New England sends their motorcycle people to. Just like they're like, yeah, yeah, go over there. Like, go shoot, yeah. go shoot guns and ride motorcycles in that in the woods over there. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It is it is weird that they just decided to like uh you know find a, a a southern state. They just kind of superimposed a southern state into New England, like right in the middle. They're like, you're gonna be between 
um, socialist Vermont, uh, socialist Quebec, and uh, and then right across the street from uh, you know racist Rhode Island. Like it just seems like uh, it's. I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting yeah. for it sure. Definitely an interesting state. It's a rich tapestry in this country. So some of the headlines: uh, April twenty second, two thousand one. Not a lot of big like deaths or, or or events that happened, but some of the headlines. Aww. Um, these are all from the New York Post. Uh, so this one I found funny. The headline is just "Ex Prez Comes Out Swinging," and it's about how uh, ex President <laughs> George Bush just doesn't give a shit anymore. And H W. Uh, yeah, H W. And and it's about the speech he gave um, to a uh, a room full of real estate magnet magnates and property signs of New York, and uh, you know he does he's doing jokes about what <laughs> him like, and his son hey, call each other. And hey, uh, listen, hey, hey, <laughs> you, hey, room full of Jews, I don't care no more. How about that? You own all the media. <laughs> like, is that what he was doing? I imagine. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, the basically it all comes down to the kicker of this piece, which the takeaway was supposed to be that uh, you know he's free of having to impress anybody and doesn't care anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Free at Whoops last. Whoops his dick out. The former prez joked about a twelve-step program he made up called Press Passers Anonymous, which helped wean him off the postures he had to assume as president. I don't like the national press, and it's marvelous to be able to admit that he told the crowd. That's I got it. pretty that's close the, with my uh, anti-Semitic George W. Bush impression. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't care that. anymore. He's like, I, he can admit that he doesn't like the press. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. This is the way he was demonizing reporters back then. You know, it's sick. Yeah. It is, uh, you know, we live in a different time, Vince. You know, demonizing <laughs> the press has taken on a little bit of a different flavor. You know, it's uh, not quite the same. Yeah. Other headline, uh, it's the story, stupid. Teen skin flicks need to do better or die. Here's oh, a new shit. flash. Did they invent do better? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Here's a news flash. Teens have taste. It wasn't long ago that filmmakers only had to marry three words. Teen sex comedy. Throw in a name like mm. Jason Biggs, Chris Klein, Amy Smart, or Shannon Elizabeth, and they had a license to print $100 bills. But mm. the quality of teen sex comedies has been steadily declining since 1999's American Pie. Uh, yeah. A run of generic box office flops this year suggests the so-called zits and tits flick needs to improve or die. The zits hyped- and tits? That, that, that was, I did not know that that was the genre name. Didn't that either. Is, that is impressive and very gross. Maybe just yeah, very on the gross. Uh, Slack channel, uh, the New York Post Slack channel, if they had that back yeah. then, which they did. But- <laughs> no, they did not have Slack. Um, the heavily hyped Tomcats with Jerry O'Connell and Shannon Elizabeth proved a toothless tiger. Blah blah blah, bowing to the sick one. It was just the latest in a string of duds, including the Mina Suvari star Sugar and Spice, Saving Silverman <laughs> starring B- Biggs and Amanda Peet, Say It Isn't yep. So with Klein and Heather Graham, Get Over It with Kirsten Dunst, and Head Over Heels, which featured Freddie Prinze Jr., Monica Potter, and a gaggle of supermodels. I'm so embarrassed that I've seen literally all of those movies. It just, they came out when like, you know, zits and tits was my thing, I guess, you know, I mean, and this is also right at the time, like I'm right about to get the internet. So, uh, teen sex comedy will very soon lose the whole comedy part. And I'm just going to watch a lot of teen sex, you know, cause of porn. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's not going to be real got- teen sex maybe, but. 
they'll say it well you know 18 you know that's that's illegal i want to point out that when i was a teen i was watching uh adults have sex so actually i'm woke and now that you're an adult it's everything well no 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 (laughs) i did not say that vince you're putting words into my no it wasn't okay um so the other uh you know harbinger of uh, the shitty future uh, this one's from the la times this is april 22nd 2001 bush says free trade is key to meeting needs of poor um you know you know how, <laughs> you know how we always talk about free trade helping the poor um, yeah it was one of those things when when you know when nafta came out i was like thank god dude we're finally gonna help the poor you know yeah. as long as we can just get rid of their jobs for them we're gonna <laughs> You're going to do great. Quebec City. As thousands of demonstrators surged through the streets of this quaint 17th century city Saturday, some clashing with police, President President Bush asserted that the best way to address their concerns about poverty and inequality is to bring down trade barriers across the Western Hemisphere. Mm. Free and open trade creates new jobs and new income. It lifts the lives of all our people, applying the power of markets to the needs of the poor. Bush, <laughs> Bush told the summit... <laughs> Of the Americas. I mean, that's just an incredible quote, you know? It's fantastic. It is, uh, yeah. It's just back in the day, people could just say words and uh, you just had to believe them because you're like, I'm not smart enough to dispute this. Yeah, yeah, no. The market is going to feed my babies. Yeah, everyone knows the invisible hand of the free market is totally giving you a reach around. (laughs) Yeah, just, yep. Just scooping Gerber's mm-hmm. into your kid's mouth. <laughs> Blow my butthole like a trombone. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So, well, that's what I got. That was the remember when machine. What a what a machine. And now we get into the episode. Once again, this episode is called the Telltale Mozzarella. And uh, Vince, read us the uh, HBO Max synopsis, please. Um, first of all, I just want to say that I'm disappointed in you know the zany HBO Max synopsis writer for not making this uh, like a parody of The Raven. You know, like I wanted to see like yeah. a real rhyming Edgar Allan Poe uh, thing to just go along with the uh, the whole the whole rest of the yeah. Edgar Allan Poe themed episode. Um, mm-hmm. Instead, we got Tony gives Carmela a sapphire ring for her birthday. And Christopher gives Adriana her very own music club. Anthony Jr. gets busted for vandalizing the school swimming pool, but finds the punishment doesn't fit the crime. Tony test drives a new Mercedes and the Mercedes saleswoman, Gloria. Hey, hey. all right, you gave her a little test drive, huh? Just one through a little vroom, vroom. And you know, all he wants to do is vroom, 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 and her boom, boom. Mm. Um, well, it's, it's funny that you, you mentioned, uh, the Poe thing, um, because that would have been a great thing for you to tell me just a few minutes ago when I was writing the Bada B stories. <laughs> oh no. I didn't think of it. I did not. So, you know, I just, mine are just so much worse than that concept. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you just work hard and it's for nothing. Um, the Bada B stories are God. I'm now more embarrassed. You know, Vince. Usually, I'm looking I, forward to them still. They're they're not going to be good. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's not Poe. Um, <clears throat> Tony and Gloria sitting in a tree. K I S S I N G. 
<laughs> Jackie and Meadow sitting in a car doing his homework because reading is hard. AJ and douche friend swimming in a pool. <laughs> V-A-N-delizing the school. Oh, that was good. Come on. It's <laughs> really good. Yeah. yeah. Tony and Gloria sitting in therapy, hiding their relationship from Melfi. All right. That's, that nice. was me. That was Bada Beast. Yeah. Hark the Raven ne- Nevermore would have been fucking, that's a good, that's a good idea. Well, look, but not that, everybody can be Edgar Allan Poe, but... Uh... I don't even remember. Telltale Heart's the one with the heart that's beating in the thing. And, so, yeah, and then he's yeah. like, under oh, the the, yeah, he has like a, a heart under the floorboards. I don't, I don't fucking, I don't fuck with Poe. Anyways, <laughs> um, so well, this episode. He's a crazy bastard, you know, he's from the Bronx. Married his <laughs> was cousin. he from the Bronx? <laughs> well, that's what Jackie April said. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, okay. I, yeah, that's right. I but for a moment, I thought he wasn't really from the. He's English, right? He lived Am in I crazy? Baltimore. I know that's why oh, the Baltimore fuck, football that's right. team is called the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. You know, I'm not a smart man. I'm very Jackie Junior-ish. Like I'm also a big dumbass. But I actually don't know whether he's born in the Bronx. Was he? Let me look this up because I actually. I mean, didn't, he could have been. I didn't think to fact check Jackie Junior. Like it could have been a joke that he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about and he just said that. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. No, he's born I mean, in Boston, Massachusetts. Hmm. Uh, and uh was yeah, he, he raised lived, raised he, in the bronx he raised was raised in baltimore i believe all right so jackie was wrong but that's okay you know Except jackie's not a smart in man richmond virginia mm-hmm. went to the uh, yeah you know yeah i don't care i know again I, I i'll happily live my life in complete ignorance um but for this episode, uh, let's let's start with my favorite storyline, if we if if we will. Um, sure. This sure. is uh, this is an AJ filled episode, mm. and God bless an AJ filled episode. He is he's I I think he's fast um, overtaking Polly as my favorite character on the show. Like Polly is like the guy you really get into when, you know, you're younger and you're like, Oh, this, this guy's funny. I want more Polly. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's the, the he's the, he's the Kramer. Exactly. And then as you get older, you realize that, you know, the George Costanza characters are more refined type of funny. Mm. And, uh, and so I feel like AJ is quickly supplanting, um, uh, Polly, uh, and, and in this episode, I, I have, um, uh, just one alternate title for it, and uh, I call it uh, Full New Metal Jackass. Um, because in this episode, AJ just you, goes, I mean, I'll give you some credit for that, but also, like, the Telltale Mutzadel is one of like probably the top five episode titles on the show, so it's it is hard, yeah, hard to out- outdo to that compete. one. No, yeah, you you can't outdo. There's actually a few things in this episode that I I found um I actually couldn't be funnier than and that's, you know, that's usual. That's there's nothing abnormal about that. It's a very funny show. But the fact that like the title is great and there's some other scenes in here that I was just like this is this is just funny. I can't I can't even uh, you know, I I can't You literally can't even. I can't even. I can't make this funnier than it already is. But let's start. Um, so we open up the episode and it is Carmela's birthday. Everyone's getting her presents. Tony gets her a sapphire ring and, uh, you know, Meadow gets her, uh, a day at the spa. Uh, although she gets, yeah, she actually it, gets herself a day. <laughs> so yeah, spa. it starts with Carmela's birthday and, uh, just, 
I like one one of my favorite parts of this show is that both of the children are completely mm-hmm. shitty in different ways. Yeah. Like the whole thing with the mafia traditionally is like it's the whole immigrant story where you uh you're not allowed into any of like the traditional channels um mm-hmm. to be part of uh, like the the ruling structure or the uh, like polite society, and so you have to cut a few corners to get into it. And then, you yeah. know, like the traditional theory is that like the next generation is like, oh, they're good, and like in this case, they are, but they're also pieces of shit. They're just yeah. uh, they're just like non mafia pieces of shit. They're they yeah. are like the they become the pieces of shit of the suburbs in which they were raised, and uh, yeah. The, and they be, yeah they become basically the mirror of the suburbs where their mafioso parents raised them and uh yeah so yeah. aj gives his mom <laughs> the matrix <laughs> on dvd for her birthday <laughs> and and i and and, be, and and he tells her he didn't wrap it to save the environment which uh, yeah i have a i have a clip of that look at the ring your father gave me i already saw it i was going to wrap it but it's wasteful to the environment. Thank you, young man. The Matrix. I haven't seen it yet. What up, Arelli? (laughs) (laughs) I love it because he is also... He's he's doing a, a little bit of a Janice there where he is making up some sort of liberal excuse for why he didn't do something uh, to the, the fullest extent that he should have. Like, he's like, oh, no, no, no. I, the re- I have a reason for not wrapping the present. Which is very, because, very meadow as well, too. Like she always, she's it's always true. finding, it's, yeah. you know, some sort of uh, liberal justification for doing the thing that she wanted to do anyway. I yeah, but like- meadow... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I feel like all of the the gifts that they give Carmela kind of are just like different strains of them trying to get their own thing, basically. Because like Meadow gets 100%. The, Meadow gets the spa. Uh, yeah. AJ wants to watch the Matrix and they like show him <laughs> opening the DVD like in a scene later, just like go put it in because he's like I accomplished what I wanted. And like Tony yeah. gets the ring just for like his own guilt, basically. Yeah, yeah, completely. I mean, it, that's a hundred percent true. They are basically uh, the, it, they're buying something with it. It's like every gift has a string attached, and uh, mm-hmm. which is like very mafioso, uh, but also very just uh, upper middle class scumbag. You know? Yeah. It's, well, uh, the funny yeah. thing about Meadow is like she comes in right after uh, AJ, and she's disapproving, but then hers is just. Hers is just like a more artfully uh, disguised version of what AJ did. Like AJ yeah, openly exactly. just got her a present for himself, whereas Meadow got her a gift certificate to a spa with her own money that she would then get to go with her to. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, she she literally bought herself uh, a spa day and then also bought her mother one and with her mother's money. I mean, it's brilliant. It's it's yeah. actually like for me, I'm like, "Oh, Meadow here would be the most competent gangster of them all if mm-hmm. she had like that sociopathic nature. She's not a sociopath, so she's not going to do that. But she could. She's uh, she's got the the skills and just Jesus. the look, the look that Tony gives AJ when AJ he like points to the DVD, doesn't say anything, just points, and then 
Tony hands it to him and he opens it up, pulls out the 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 DVD and walks away and Tony is <laughs> Yeah. Tony's the Tony, so pissed. Tony gives it like three or four looks that are just laugh moments on their own in this episode. Uh, yeah, and that's and that's one of them. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- this is definitely like an episode in which um, the subtext of Tony's look uh, does more communication than them actually saying anything. And yeah, like you said, it happens a few times. Yeah. Did you guys have uh, Samra? Did you have general thoughts on this uh, episode before we go into each you know Bada B story? Um, I, I just enjoyed it a lot. I think it's like a very, I, I enjoyed the AJ centric aspect of it a lot because <laughs> I don't know, just something about like the, the outfits he wears, especially are extremely fun to look at. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's very like standard new metal middle mm-hmm. schooler in 2001. I, w- I was trying to yeah. see, there was like one t-shirt or like one hat with one logo that I'm pretty sure, like, I think it's like arcade or something. I was like, I had that t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. trying to, like, he had a Pantera t-shirt and I forget what else he had uh, in this episode. He had like a big FUBU football jersey, I think. And they did, <laughs> did. They made him wear it in the scene where he was talking to like Jackie Jr. about his football, like, uh, season. I, yeah. I remember being just self-aware enough uh, in like junior high and high school, like not to wear FUBU because like, you know. It says for us, for us, by us, uh, yeah. like in the title, you know, and so that felt like, you know. <laughs> you know, what's weird is I wore FUBU for all of sixth grade. Of course you did. Um, yeah, it was right before, like, I hadn't yet discovered um, the white people at my school. Um, like, it was like, you know, I knew that there were white people at my school, but I, they, they had a, a skate skater type style and new metal type style that I did not... Uh, yet no to mimic so i wore fubu um you know for a while and it wasn't until years like nobody told me it was for us bias no one told me i couldn't wear fubu there were people laughing but no one told me why <laughs> i feel which, like oh, so much of white adolescence is like going through stages of which uh, minorities to emulate Oh yeah, hundred percent. I I wanted to. There was a full day where I pretended to be a cholo. I've told you this. Oh, <laughs> have, I mean, that was like told years you, for me. No, for me it was one day. Um, <laughs> I wore a um, and they nipped that in the bud real quick. I I wore like a you know um, a flannel plaid uh with uh it buttoned all the way up to the top uh i like put uh i slicked my hair back because i was like i I saw this other guy who had like slicked back hair and i was like oh that's cool and then i went up to someone curly haired man like slicking back your hair just does not work at all no it doesn't but like it does in the morning in the morning you're like i'm pulling (laughs) it off (laughs) yeah yeah you need that three flowers dude you got to get that trace flores and like that comb that fits in your pocket full exactly um and then uh and then yeah i went up to a kid and uh and i <laughs> i said hey what's up cuz and then he looked at me and went fool you're not my cousin and then i stopped at that point i realized oh that's what cuz means what, what, I didn't what, was, know. what was justin halpern's story of being in, the, in middle school and like still having a high voice and that guy, <laughs> guy you know, like why hey why you sound like a faggot no no he said hey puta why you sound like a bitch and then it was his surfer california friends who said he called you a fucking faggot dude 
that's that's what it was yeah and then he had to be like no i he didn't but thank you (laughs) oh yeah middle school i definitely remember uh having like shorts on and then one of my like friends saying that if you if you have part of your leg showing it means you're gay like you got like you have to pull your socks all the way up and your shorts have to cover all like your leg skin and uh looking back on it like that that is a rule in prison but not usually like in seventh grade playground it's like i didn't know a lot basically (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) (laughs) they're just trying i think i think they crossed their wires then yeah (laughs) that's amazing um yeah no i didn't know that about legs but it's good to know it's good to know um so yeah so AJ at this point um, is like kind of he's starting to finally embrace kind of being a football guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like he is he's, he's talking to Jackie Jr., you know, about um, what position he plays. And Jackie's like trying to give him like tips and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all going well uh, until, you know, a, the old AJ just comes comes right back. Um, AJ and all of his friends go to uh his school they break in late at night uh and they go swimming and then one of his friends throws uh a teacher's desk in the pool and then they decide to smash the wall of pride (laughs) and it is just um it is it's almost cathartic to watch and actually i have a clip i was oh sorry well i was i was watching this episode with uh my wife borat voice um and she she turns to me and she's like why do you why do boys like to smash stuff? And I'm just like, or why do they like to break stuff? And I'm like, have you not broken stuff before? Like, do you not recognize it's, how fun it's breaking shit is? <laughs> like, I get feeling bad for the people who have to clean up the stuff that you break, but like the actual yeah. act of breaking stuff, like how do you not enjoy that part? And it feels so good. There's something just so uh, pleasurable about destruction and about like it. I think it's like this ca- this caveman thing where where we you know we see women and we go like look at them creating life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna destroy it. And so it's like you you just uh, that's it's what you know men can do. It's, I think it's, it's our like one a way power. to assert um, like you're asserting that you are now master of the world like over your ancestors like you have yeah. you have been born into this world that like your your forebears have created and so you come into it and you just start kicking shit down and you're like nah fuck you like this is i'm part of this now too this is my stuff it's kind of like when dogs pee on trees i kind of it is it is except it's uh smashing the tree yeah. and destroying the soil <laughs> sure i definitely <laughs> you know? remember uh, this came up today cuz i was like doing a ranking of taco bell menu items uh for work and um like you do as you do and there was definitely a day in high school where we lived in such a shitty town town where there was nothing to do that one of our things was we we decided to get drunk in um in fast food bathrooms uh one night for some reason (laughs) and at taco bell you know how they have those heavy chairs that are like built in Mm -hmm. we managed to wrench one out and steal it (laughs) and um so we stole this big heavy metal chair and then we like... Wait, t- did they t- stop you? Did anyone notice? I don't know that they know. I don't remember them noticing. I think we did it kind of uh, as <laughs> as uh, inconspicuously as possible, which may have not have been that inconspicuous to other people. I'm not sure. 
Um, I'm positive it wasn't. And then we tied it to the back of a car and we drove around like trying to whip it into mailboxes and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you did you succeed oh yeah <laughs> we succeeded once or twice and then it, you I'm know just, i'm imagining the cops just trying to explain to them what happened to their mailbox just being like well so you know those seats that are uh at taco bell the ones that are just attached to the floor um so like there's no way a cop could tell the victim that story without prefacing it with what ha- happened was yeah. like like and even so this, the cop this whole episode was very it hit home for me just in when aj's trying to explain why he has done the thing that he did and like at that at that age when you're just breaking shit for fun there is no explanation and yeah, yeah. you know you always get your mom always wants to know like what why the fuck did you do that? And you're yeah. just like, oh. She she yeah. asked him. She's like, are you mad at like someone at the school or like, were you were you mad in yeah. general? He's just like, nope. I just wanted to do it. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <pretty much>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I always say, the uh, the classic is like, what were you thinking when blah blah blah? And then you kind of just shrug and you go, oh, I guess I wasn't thinking, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he literally should get. I guess I wasn't thinking, sir. Tattooed onto his chest. <laughs> yeah. Like. He can point to it every time, like fucking, uh, like American History X style, you know, Edward Norton, just like, you see this? This means I wasn't thinking. Yeah. Um, it needs to be like in Sanskrit, just in script, like on his shoulder or something. Uh, so actually, I have a clip of uh, AJ breaking stuff. I kicked your asses. You cheat. Oh, my eye. Ah. I think I swallowed some water. You girls see me out there? Yeah, it looked like you were cheating. <laughs> fucking start. Hey guys, we got Mr. Goodwin's office open. Check it out. It's just one of those days. <laughs> hey everybody. Booyah! Break your fucking face tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it feels like the scene should have had that, right? I mean, <laughs> the Limp Biscuit as a group is basically AJ Soprano's id. I know it's straight up, straight up his id. Um, I had so two this leads... questions about that. Oh, go ahead. Um, was it common for people to say "booyah" before they like broke stuff in that era? I know the <laughs> I know the phrase "booyah." I just didn't know like. I think Why? it was kind of like, I think it was, uh, Booyah was basically like the yeet of like the late 90s, early 2000s. So it's kind of like, was, if you were going to, it was, dunk, it was more like if you were going to dunk on someone, you'd say Booyah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, 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 me and my friends used it as like something you did post dunk. It was like yeah. you would dunk and then you go Booyah. You know, that's sure. not, to me, I guess, you know, maybe it's, there's a different regional uses of Booyah. But, I would have um, associated it with like jumping into the pool or something. It's like that's yeah. a booyah moment. Yeah, I think that's more yeah. applicable. <laughs> but I think these are also um, middle school delinquents, and they probably don't that's, know that's exactly true. how to use the slang. 
They, yeah, they know of Booyah, but they don't know why Booyah. They've heard you tell know? of Booyah. They, heard, they have heard tell of Booyah. Also, did you notice that one of the kids is Lady Gaga? What? Shut no. the fuck no, I'm dead serious. up. Oh, what? In the, she's one of the girls like sitting on the bleachers. That's Lady Gaga. Oh my god! How oh did I my miss that? god! I missed that too. That was fucking. That was fucking Lady Gaga. I tell you, every she must have famous such a Italian good poker face that I didn't. Notice <laughs> <that> was, <laughs> uh, I hate myself. Uh, booyah! Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that uh, she got in a thing where she publicly endorsed Joe Biden, and then her dad publicly endorsed trump and trump had something about how he could he was at a rally saying how he could tell stories about lady gaga and uh, <laughs> that he wasn't going to go into you know here's the thing though any of those stories that you would be able to tell about lady gaga is uh nothing compared to the stories i'm sure lady gaga would tell everybody for funsies like sure. literally like Lady Gaga is like one of those people I respect because of uh, she's kind of uh, she's got this like fearlessness to her, to her sexuality that that I feel like, like every other pop star who's sexual uh, to me is is doing a gimmick. She's she's she goes like an extra step. I mean, she did a whole song Poker Face where for years the radio was just doing a song that straight up said fuck 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 her face. I mean, you guys know that, right? <laughs> That that song, that, yes. po- Poker Face, for years on the radio was pop 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 Poker Face, pop pop fuck her face. Straight up. I mean, yeah, you'd think like Poker Face would have been enough innuendo. Like in the 60s, they would have had a hearing about yeah. that. But the fact that she had a song that she trolled the mass media for years with fuck her face, I'm like mad respect for the rest of my life. I will always respect Lady Gaga. Especially considering Um, she apparently just grew up some sort of trashy, like semi-stagey Italian girl. Yeah, exactly. That's it just I just mad respect, mad respect. Um, You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But this all leads to uh, a uh, a scene in which uh, the school basically is able to figure out who trashed the pool and the wall of pride all via doing some crack detective work because on of a the telltale mozzarella i mean yeah, yeah those yeah. cops i feel like did better police work than any local uh police department that i've ever seen <laughs> yeah and uh they, they uh, there's a i have a, a clip minutes, of that they figured out who vandalized the pool yeah incredible you make this pizza We'll make it this beats. We're asking you. This your store logo, sir? That's in my box. This pie was found at a crime scene. My pizza never hurt nobody. Come again, sir? You don't find any bacteria in here. This kid's broken in Bourbon Day High School. Broke things. They left us there. Now, you tell me their names. I go put my foot up with their ass. I got it. <laughs> That's a custom job. How's that, sir? Double meatball, pepperoni, sausage, peppers, onions. Extra mozzarella. This pie fit a pattern? Come again, officer? Any customers order this combo on a regular basis? Only one I know. Who's that? I'd rather not say. I may right now. I find it, these bastards. Pop, go to the back. <laughs> Make me for Go ahead. Sir. Yes, officer? Word to the wise. What's that? Technically, you're an accessory after the fact. It just that is so funny. It is so... That scene is so good. So, my question is... <laughs> Uh, you know, in Goodfellas, when young Henry got a bad report card and got grounded from coming to the taxi stand, uh, all the gangsters went and they found the they found the mailman and they shoved mm-hmm. him in an oven. And you're like, hey, you don't bring any more fucking uh, any more fucking report cards home. This pizza yeah. man, he knows this kid is Tony Soprano's son, and he just immediately dimed him yeah. out. Like, did he not yeah. know? Like, is Tony? Would Tony go and, like, no one from Tony's gang is going to go and beat the pizza man's ass over this for naming names immediately? But that's not how it works when it comes to AJ. We know this. AJ, all you have to do is tell him we have your DNA, and that dude will fucking snitch on himself and all of his friends. Yeah. I mean, did they actually say the DNA in this episode, or is that that happens in the next episode, doesn't it? No, that that's that's like a, a season ago or something. That's when they they steal the sacramental wine and then they right. they piss yeah. and yeah. then they say yeah. they 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 got his uh, DNA from the from the pee. He's very easy to get in trouble because the dude is just going to snitch on himself. They just um, hooked him on the on the uh, unique pizza job. <laughs> yeah, which is the, again crack so, detective work, which leads to like multiple hilarious AJ moments. Like the mo- the hilarious AJ moments are. He gives his mom the Matrix DVD. Uh, he has to apologize for throwing all the shit in the pool. And then when he's getting punished and Tony tells him, or, or sorry, Carmela tells him that he has to clean the gutters and he <laughs> says he doesn't know what those are. And Tony thinks he's fucking with them at first until they realize that he actually is so incurious about the outside world that he's never noticed the fucking like gutters on, yeah. on the roof of his house. He's never looked up before in his life, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and, and I'm certain he has had people working on them in front oh, yeah. of his face, but there's no way he has ever made eye contact with the help. He's the level of entitled that he has never once like considered uh, like who does the, the hard work around the house that allows him to just mm-hmm. play video games all day. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And uh and yeah, you know, uh the the scene where um AJ is being berated by Carm and yeah, he's asking him why he's doing it and he just has no answer for it is something that I think we can all relate to in terms mm-hmm. of being that age and just being like why is a very intricate question. <laughs> Um, there's not so much a why as a how, you know, it's like, so we was fucking around. Right. And then that's, that's it. That's the whole, that's the (laughs) whole thing. And, and and it's it's hard for a parent to understand. That's all I got. Yeah. But what I love is that Tony takes this and he immediately goes, uh, into the kind of more transactional relationship that he has with his son, where he's like, you can kiss your football career goodbye, (laughs) which is something he never was going to have. We forgot a couple of the best lines, which is on your mother's birthday, like that. that, And then, and then AJ, like in his one moment of like semi-intelligence, he's like, no, it was after midnight. (laughs) and the way that robert eiler was able to give that moment like in his face was able to go like oh shit i have a perfect excuse (laughs) like the way he was like it was brilliant acting on his part like uh, all of the actors on the show just get better and better as the seasons go on and robert eiler included um and yeah, uh, you know, he has to end up uh, cleaning the gutters. First, he has to find where they are. And it's just, in general, it's like just a, a wonderful AJ episode. And to me, it sells the whole thing. You know, it doesn't really matter right. anything else in this episode. Everything is fine, but it's like, oh, fucking love that AJ shit. But right. So while this is all going on, uh, yeah. Tony goes off uh, to continue fucking the Mercedes sales lady. Um, sure does which is funny because he is clearly like in love like a like a little child um with the <laughs> with the mercedes lady but meanwhile yeah. like his his relationship to carmela seems to have improved like it, you can like, yeah. you can watch this episode and almost read into it that like uh having an affair has uh improved tony's marriage in some way it's it's sad because you're like, man, maybe like the Gumar system is actually, uh, maybe there's something to it, you know, like maybe, system, uh-huh. I, the, maybe having a Gumar just helps you become a more loving husband. You know, at the very least, it reminds you to buy sapphires. It sure. does something. It is really funny that like after he gives her a sapphire ring when they're like sitting in bed and she's like asking him if he, there's like anything he wants to tell her he's like no and then they like talk about jackie jr or whatever and then there's one part where he's like eating the cake which is the plate's just like laying on his chest and he just like sees it as like a little justification to like feel less guilty he just gives her a little piece of cake basically yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 he's like there i've done I, my part i've every, contributed to this marriage everyone likes tummy cakes i don't know i'm not thrilled about this thing with jackie and meadow Think she came home and he came over so that they could go out tonight. So what? He's a good kid. Comes from good stock. He's been on his best behavior lately. I can't deny that. I just never pictured Meta with someone like him. Someone like him? He's one of us. <sighs> Don't tell me you were happy when she was going out with that uh, Jamal Ginsburg, the Hasidic homeboy. <laughs> I just, I, first of all, 
I love Jamal Ginsburg, the Hasidic homeboy, because that is a fucking, that's a rapper. If that's yeah. not already a rapper, it should be a rapper. I feel like the um, writers were like saving that one. Like either they were saving oh, yeah. it or they were so shocked that they didn't think of that insult sooner. That they, yeah, that they were like, we have to find a reason to talk about Noah. Um, Mike, but what I also, yeah. I also love the fact that Tony is almost kind of went what do you mean you people to his own fucking wife <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it was just like you know what i mean you're literally a murderer and he's just like, <laughs> that's like, a really good theme of the episode is that it's like aj and jackie jr and they're like they're supposed to be like the pride like the next generation of yeah this community and they're just both like really shit boys in different ways yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so like before we move on from um gloria I th- I think it's interesting because like they go to the zoo mm-hmm. and <laughs> she reveals that like she's into like Buddhism and stuff and Tony's kind of like oh no my you know my sister Janice is like a a Buddhist and then like you get weird inklings later where uh, Gloria is fascinated by his gun and she's maybe like trying to pull some weird manipulative shit which led me to my question like. Is Gloria just attractive Janice? Like, is that her basically actually, entire character? I, I, I see where you're going with this, but I, I actually think it's much deeper than that. In fact, Tony has a moment where he recognizes Gloria. Um, he doesn't say anything, but he recognizes something very familiar in Gloria that he never noticed before. Um, and I, I have a clip of that. Take your kids to the Bronx, though? Yeah. Now we're here. See you later. Who was that? Oh, that was my heart on. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Between the Buddhism and talk about the family. Poor you. Oh, poor you. <laughs> it's, it's his mother. Yeah. Yeah. You see? You yeah. see who he's he's he and and you see in his face. He doesn't say anything, but he recognizes that poor you. I feel you know? I also feel like Jersey people, um, like you don't hear the accent and then every once in a while they'll say a word funny and you're like, What the fuck? Like why is she she's saying yeah. like Buddhism like when she says Buddhism, uh Yeah, always, Buddhism is weird. <laughs> yeah, always gets to me. In the in that uh scene at the zoo, there's like one it's like it's not as central to that, but the really funny thing to me was when they were cutting back and forth from the gorilla and Tony hunched over Gloria. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm assuming it had to be intentional, but it's just like so yeah. funny how he's just like, yeah, look at those yeah. dumb fucking creatures. And that yeah, works right. so much better than the other uh, thing where Melfi has the dream about the Rottweiler and she has to try to say yeah. it's Tony yeah. because of like the broad shoulders. Like, ugh. yeah, but the broad shoulders subtle. and Romans. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> the Roman guard dogs. They guarded the citadel. It's just like who the fuck knows this shit. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think that was a completely intentional, especially the way where she's like, "Oh, you know, they have such innocent eyes, like babies' eyes." And then he's like, "Yeah, and this this baby will fucking uh, murder you and rip you apart, or whatever the fuck he says." And it's clear that it's like, "Oh yeah, Tony is. Uh, he may have uh, babies' eyes, but uh, it's a very giant murderous baby." <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then uh, uh, Gloria and Melfi. Uh, have a scene um, where uh, kind of in the same vein of her being very like Livia um, and then also maybe like with shades of Meadow or Janice uh, 
she gets uh, offended that uh, Melfi is basically asking, are you lying to me? Do you have a secret boyfriend you're oh, not telling me about? That feels a thousand percent Janice to me. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, and I have a clip like, of that. Like Janice would definitely do the thing where she goes to a shrink to supposedly help herself, you know, and her relationship problems, and then get offended that the shrink is delving into her personal life. I heard a man's voice. My car broke down. Could have been the mechanic. I see. I'm a little offended that you put it to me that way. Offended? How dare you? You came to me after attempting suicide over the breakup with Barry. I ask you because you're under my care. I think it's very unprofessional of you to confront me this way. I just, <laughs> I love it's like, it is very unprofessional for you to do the exact thing that I am paying you to do, <laughs> which is your profession. It's just, it's, it is, yeah, I mean, it is, she doesn't want to be called out in a lie. She doesn't want to be honest with her therapist. Well, and, it's like uh, she wants, it's, it's a Janice thing. It's like, she needs... Uh, the she needs to uh, learn the language of therapy so that she can apply it against other people and use it to her advantage. Yes. But she has yeah. no interest in actual like introspection. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, like self improvement is not necessary for people who already think that they are like very much uh, already improved people. You know, there, there. It is just an attempt to. Uh, gain enough information to be a more to be a better manipulator um is but that yeah janice seen uh when mm -hmm. her narcoleptic boyfriend is like i don't i don't drink and yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> she comes out and like defends him and then tony points to her nose because she's doing coke right i couldn't see it. yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah that was wonderfully subtle where she's like yeah no he's He's trying to explain why Jesus didn't drink alcohol with cocaine on her nose. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Janice. Um, and so, yeah, so that's that storyline. And then the final storyline is, of course, uh, Jackie and Meadow getting closer. And, uh, you know, it is uh, it's cute to watch because you, you Jackie does a really good job of uh, straddling both worlds, uh, uh, like New Jersey crime family guy and also like, you know, football fucking, you know, high school football star turned good college athlete, you know, or, well, or good, good college med student. He's he's Eddie Haskell. And it's yeah. like funny because he's like Eddie Haskelling in every situation. Like he's Eddie Eddie Haskelling like with the Sopranos and then mm -hmm. with other people who think he's more in the mafia than he is, and yep. then also with Meadow. Like in every <laughs> with Matouche, poor Matouche. Yeah. yeah, with yeah. <laughs> and uh, what I, my my one of my favorite parts is after Carm and uh, Tony are you know talking about hey we'll talk to Meadow and and Jackie you know separately and just make sure that they're right for each other but you know the, you know Tony is pretty sure that you know th they've got a good relationship uh, and then they're in the car together and she does his homework for him. Yeah. <laughs> And he says to her straight up, like, sorry, you know, I would have done it, but 
you know, it's just a really long book or it was some <laughs> excuse. I couldn't, make, I couldn't make it through those books. That was his excuse. Which is an insane, it's like the funniest excuse because it's not an excuse. <laughs> it's just actually what happened. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. like, also, they're short stories. It's like, I don't think the tell. <laughs> it's not that but much yeah, reading. No, yeah. The fact that he just is like, listen, I totally would have done this, but I didn't want to. Yeah. And <laughs> it's not like you wanted to. It's fucking Edgar Allan Poe. It's like yeah. a it's like a a, a very uh plot driven story that also rhymes probably. Like yeah. if you can't right. get yeah. through yeah. that, you're fucking lost, man. Extremely accessible to an age group below him, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. it's literally like like you could watch a cartoon parody of it and you would pretty much get the gist like you you would be able to at the very least say what happened in the raven um but uh you know he's not he's not a good student and uh i do love that he you know jackie got that good dick because like i think you have to have a good dick in order to get a girl like meadow to do your edgar Allan poe paper for you I mean that that to me I was like damn like it must be it must be good it must be a good dick that's all you that's all you think about though is how good dicks are I, uh, that's true I always well I mean I like to think about them in relation to uh the strength of a relationship mm-hmm. and in this case I was like you know uh clearly he got that good good because you know he's, listen I one time in sixth grade um uh this girl who i really really liked she was like a i think she was a russian immigrant or something uh but her name was mariana and she was so hot and then she started talking dude, did to you me. see that mariana trench bro yeah dude i wanted to hop in that mariana trench i wanted to plant a bomb in it and see if i could ignite a super volcano <laughs> yada to me but what, what is that i don't know it was kind of a mixture of things i've seen and heard about <laughs> um but uh you know, she, she started talking to me and I didn't know why. Um, and then she ended it with, uh, her asking, um, in a very, uh, cutesy way if I would do her homework for her (laughs) and, and, uh, and she was like, she was hot. We were in sixth grade. So to me, I was like, she is, she's one of the hottest girls I've ever seen. And my answer was no, I can't. I'm stupid. <laughs> like I was like, think quick, I, Matt. You got to figure yeah. out why, why, how to not do this and also get her to like me. Oh, it's because yeah. I'm stupid. I can't, can't do it. I'm real dumb. Yeah. Well, no, it was like uh, immediately I knew that she in no way was interested in me. And so I had to explain to her that like, listen, I know why I get why you asked. I look like a nerd but I'm not. I'm actually a dweeb. I'm stupid as shit. I have allergies uh, and I, I I can't even do my homework for myself. So as much as I appreciate you, you know, uh, buttering me up, uh, it's not going to work because I can't even do my homework for myself. Um, so anyways, my point being that like for, for Meadow to do it, it uh, like it must have gone pretty well. That's what I'm saying. Do you hear screaming? Yeah, what was that? That's my 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 girlfriend is downstairs filming something. Oh, okay. Uh, she's doing real she's she's screaming real hard. It, it it's fine. Don't worry. She's not <laughs> Let me just <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's it sounds bad. <laughs> it would be like the the height of irony if it turned out that she was actually being murdered. <laughs> oh. She's I'm, she's definitely not everyone. <laughs> she's not being murdered. She she's just doing, it's, she's doing a bit. It's fine. She's doing a bit. It's a good. It's I bet it's a really funny it's, bit. It's just a really uh, faithful Edgar Allan Poe reenactment where there's a noise coming from. Yeah, no, I know it sounds like we're all hearing the telltale heart, but it's not. Um, anyways, uh, Jackie got that good, good. Uh, and um, finally, his storyline wraps up with uh, what happened with Matouche, which is uh, Jackie well, attempts to do mafia stuff. The funny part about this whole storyline is that, you know, like the takeaway from it is that he's a bad mobster because it's like he makes it like he's going to help this guy, but. He just takes money from him and the guy still gets beat up. But like that kind of is being in the mafia. Like he is accurately being like a mafia guy. That's true. That's true. He's doing mafia stuff by being like bad at his job and still expecting to get paid. Well, the point is getting the money. Like it doesn't really matter what happens to the person that you get the money from. In fact, what happens to him is usually something bad. So he's kind of, yeah, he's effectively doing a mafia exactly as the mafia is set up to be done. Speak- but it, it is something, it is funny to watch him. Comp- <laughs> it is funny <laughs> to, it's fine. Uh, it is funny to watch him just like completely uh, like lose all confidence in himself when he visits Matush in the hospital. Yeah. So we also... Um, Speaking of mafia stuff, we like it, it was kind of a minor storyline, but uh, like Furio playing bad cop for the guy whose uh, club that oh, they're taking yeah. over, like yeah. another just excellent. I don't know what it is about Furio doing uh, bad cop, but it's so enjoyable. It's, it's so watch. funny. He's like some. He's like a really good teacher somehow where like the guy's trying to be self-pitying and he throws throws his drink in his face and is like uh-huh. you know it's the worst motivational head, not, coach yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it, it is you bet it with is great. your head not over your head yeah, yeah. bet the width of your head not the over your head and it's like it, and that's great advice it, it would be greater if you didn't also throw whiskey in his face <laughs> you know well, he uh, asked and, the guy what he wanted to drink and then the guy was being such a dick that he immediately threw the drink in his face before the guy had even taken a sip <laughs> it was going there anyways vince yeah. it was going there anyways um but yeah uh you know uh the episode basically ends with, you know, fucking Tony catches Jackie Jr. doing gambling stuff and realizes, uh oh, I don't know if Jackie actually is this little goody two shoes that I thought he might be. Right. And, uh, and yeah, and I guess we just have to see what happens with that. Um, and, th- but that'll be more on that in, see, in, it you seems know, like it's going to work out episodes. badly, but that could just be, you know, me having seen the show talking. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Um, real quick, uh, favorite, least favorite. Um, oh, that's uh, easy, easy for me. Like for me, the favorite is AJ trying to explain why oh, yeah. he, why he did the dumb thing because I've I've definitely been there. Yeah, Sammer. My okay, so my favorite was the pizza procedural, but I also <laughs> wanted to give an honorable mention to. When Carmel, I think it's Carmela, tells Tony that Jackie and Meadow went to go see Aida. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, he replies like I eat her. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Malapropism corner right there. I definitely didn't the... remember that Elton John had a musical called Aisha. Yeah, neither did I. I mean, I know, didn't he wrote The Lion King, right? I guess, but I the thing so. about Elton John is like he doesn't even write his own lyrics. So like, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, lyrics are bullshit though. Sure. I mean, he writes the melodies and he's good at it, Yeah, you know. That's fine. And also it's like, you know, fucking his lyricist is, uh, you know, like that hot Irish guy. So I get it. I don't know. I only ever saw that Elton John musical about Elton John. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I got to say, you know, obviously my favorite is the pizza procedural. Um, and it's just, it's, it, you know, I think for me, it's rare uh, on this show, as funny as it is, for there to be a bit that's funnier uh, without a remix than with one. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I decided, you know, let's just play the scene in, in its entirety. Um, but just for funsies, why don't we play the one that I made? Oh, okay. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Somebody touch my spaghetti! You make this spaghetti! We'll make it this spaghetti! We're asking you. Is your store logo, sir? That's in my spaghetti! This pie was found at a crime scene. I spaghetti! Never hurt nobody. Come again, sir? You don't find any spaghetti! He? Some kids broke into Verbum Day High School, broke <laughs> things. They left us there. Now you tell me their names. I go put them my foot up with spaghetti! I got it, Bob. It's a custom spaghetti. How's that, sir? Double spaghetti. Pepperoni, sausage, peppers, onions. How is there 30 more seconds of this? Spaghetti. Fit a pattern from the officer? Any customers order this spaghetti? On a regular basis. Only one I know. Who's that? I'd rather not say. I'm me right now. I find it these spaghetti. Go in the back. Make spaghetti. Sir. Yes, officer? Word to the wise. What's that? Technically, you're an accessory after the spaghetti. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Why? Oh, like I said, not as good as the original, sure. but it's something that yeah. I felt like I I spent enough time making that I wanted people to hear it. Okay. Um, That's fair. And finally, I didn't, um, I didn't have a least favorite in this one. I thought all the scenes are pretty. Neither solid. did I. Guys, this yeah. is to to me. This episode was hard to to do for this podcast because of the fact that like I made more clips uh, than we have time to play. Like like the, a perfect you know clip quotient in this episode would be about this would be about twenty percent us talking and then <laughs> fucking eighty percent just watching the show. It's like it, it's it, it's one funny thing after another i mean we're missing Polly uh explaining oh, yeah. that 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 snakes fuck themselves and then <laughs> yeah. and then throwing confidence out confidence too <laughs> yeah and he throws out there that like that's you know snakes have been fucking themselves you know long before adam and eve ever showed up <laughs> which is like kind of a nod to him believing in evolution which is wild um <laughs> And like, you know, not taking the Bible, you know, uh, you know, for word for word as as uh, it, as actual science. Uh, it's just like it just it's a perfect episode. It's like it, one of my favorite Sopranos episodes that, you know, I didn't even remember that I loved so much. Um, but there's a there's a couple of Gabba Vafangul's. OK, um, Go this on. is 
different Italian American slang that I learned from the show. The first is pishadu, which um, I feel like they Rosalie, said pishadu a few times before this episode. But yeah, they do. They talk about pishadu, but uh, in case you don't know what it is, it's South Italian slang for toilet, which is obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, vis a vis the context clues, uh, and then and also there the is fact that it says pish in the. Yeah, it sounds like pisser. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to know anything about Italian for that to sound like place that you pee in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A pisha do. I mean, you pish and you do a do. Like, that's both of them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then there was uh, Gloria um, giving the molocchio to the gorilla or the tiger or something. And once again, we have the great Stevie B telling us exactly what the Malocchio is. Hey, how you all doing? I'm Stevie B, and the Italian-American slang word of the day is Malocchio. Malocchio. I'm having lunch with my ma at the grill on the avenue. Who walks in? Mrs. Matucci, my father's latest. Mrs. M. Spatsas. And before she could leave, my ma looks her right in the eye and gives her the Malocchio. My mother and I are at a local coffee shop enjoying a midday meal. That is until my father's girlfriend, Mrs. Matucci, enters. Mrs. Matucci sees us, and before she could leave, my mother stares right at Mrs. Matucci and gives her the evil eye. Malocchio! Incredible. I fucking love you, Stevie B., Please come on this podcast and listen to it first so you know that you're comfortable being on this podcast. Um, Yeah, all in all, solid B-plus of an episode. What do you think, Vince? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The solidest of B-pluses that I could possibly, uh, you know, award. Yeah. And uh, Samer, what do you give this? What what would you rate this episode? I I think after further consideration, I'd give it a B plus too. Yeah, that's a good grade. That's a good, that's a solid, solid grade. Um, Thank you so much for coming on, Samer. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm at defector.com and uh, twitter.com slash Samer, S-A-M-E-R. Thank you for having me. Are are you at Samer? Yeah, I'm at Samer. That rules, dude. That's like (laughs) you are the competitive field. Yeah, my God, there's a lot of Sammers out there, but there's only one at Sammer. So check him out and read his work over at Defector. Um, Patreon.com slash Frotcast for any of the bonus episodes that we put out of our other podcast. Well, I liked your uh, article on, what was it, Clay Travis the other day? One of those uh, bad sports people. Yeah, it was um, Clay Travis. Yeah. He's, he's nice. Bag of I shit. Like, I like reading because, you know, it makes me find new assholes to hate. And that's, uh, you know. That's why people read, dude. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole reason. <laughs> Anyways, patreon.com slash broadcast, bonus episodes. We talk about all sorts of other things. You know, if you want to listen to those or if you just want to support this podcast, patreon.com slash broadcast. Broadcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, concerns. At some point, we will read them. And then even listen to voicemails. It is a thing we promise to do. Vince, what is that Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. Any comments you got about our show, about The Sopranos, uh, mm-hmm. you know, personal encounters with any of the cast or crew, uh, we love to hear your feedback. 
We would love to hear anything you have to say. So please call that number. All right, everyone. Thank you so much once again for listening. And until next time, don't stop believing. Don't stop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.